Lower your expectations. Season 3, it's a hockey podcast and Lance, Coach, and Randall. Hello and welcome to Youth Hockey Podcast, episode 39. That would be 39 for those of you counting at home. Uh, we have now been on the air for three years. Uh, the first year, we only did 16 episodes. The second year, we did 52 episodes. And the third year, we are in the 39th episode. Uh, guys, I, I want to ask you something before we uh, start this last one. Uh, do you think we should take a, a little break, maybe a month, let people catch their breath before they well, start? We're going to do this. We're going to do this live, huh? Yeah, we're doing it live. I mean, <laughs> we're doing it live. I, we're doing it live. Yeah, I think that was a Bill O'Reilly comment. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly, uh, yeah, uh, if famous. I remember correctly. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind screaming, we're doing it live here, Coach. Uh, is that I'm is, doing it live. I know you're doing it live. Good for you. Uh, uh, do you think we could should take like just a month off to get people a, a chance to like uh, refocus their lives on youth hockey and then start up again in the fall? I think uh, we should definitely um, give people a little breather, but yeah. uh, but I also want to hear what Lance thinks. So okay, this is what live radio is like right now. Uh, Lance, you I are am, the you are the deciding vote. I am fine to take a little bit of a break and maybe absence makes the heart grow fonder mm -hmm. uh, you know absence in my case uh is more out of sight out of mind but uh i tell you what we we will go with yours because that sounds much better absence makes the heart grow fonder uh and we'll be back uh at the beginning of august uh with an with another uh episode uh and we will carry you all the way through uh the youth hockey season uh starting in august but we're going to take uh, a little bit of summer off uh and uh um and and we're going to let you uh, indulge in in uh, in your summer uh, activities because hockey is not one, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll come back strong. Hopefully, uh, we'll have uh, new points of view, new ideas, uh, and a thousand things to talk about because we always see. By the way, it's not because we don't have a lot of things to talk about. Lance, David, and I could talk about hockey for literally eight thousand hours, and I believe this podcast has proven that. But uh, we yes. don't we, we don't want to wear thin on you guys. We want to bring you the best kind of uh, show we can. And I, I think it'll be best if we uh, if we hold off until there's more hockey to talk about. Uh, and so it's not a, it's not a uh, it's, it's not you. It's us. Yeah, you know, we're like, just taking a summer, like the breakup, summer it's vacation. Not, uh, it's not like you. Well, let me ask Everyone you. Should be doing. Yeah. Randy, okay. so if we're going to go back in August, when does training camp start? Well, training camp for podcasters starts in late July. I'll expect both of you to report on the 21st, and we'll go through a two-week camp of podcasting before we actually put our first episode out, okay? <laughs> right. And we should okay. show up in game shape. Correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we might have video on that, uh, folks. So if you want to really like stay tuned to the podcast channel, just in case I post some video of Lance Alexander getting in shape for his podcasting starting in the season of 23-24. It could be uh, it could be the kind of thing that you can't unsee. Uh, Working so, on the trackpad. There you uh, go. Getting exactly. That, yeah. Getting, the getting mouse that out. Uh, Zoom meeting uh, manipulation going. Setting <laughs> setting some keys, some hot keys on his keyboard. Possibly a macro. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, Making yes. sure my microphone works. There you well, go. No and we've idea. had uh, we've had microphones not work on this program. Oh, what every other weekend. Uh, but uh, we always we always push through, and and uh, and we really do appreciate you all for listening to us. Uh, it's uh, like I said, it's not you, it's us. Uh, anyway. So uh, the last topic uh, going into the, the summer season here comes from an email, and, and he wanted to talk about bubble players. 
Um, and I, of course, uh, uh, guys, uh, you know, I took it a little bit further. We'll start with bubble players, but I also want to talk about bubble parents and also if I can <laughs> bubble coaches. So we're going to talk, we're going to start with a serious topic, which is bubble players. Uh, and then uh, I would like to get on to bubble parents, which are parents that may or may not be actually, you know, helping the team out. Uh, you know, they might not be welcome back next year. I'm sure you remember there were at the end of a year, weren't there occasionally parents you didn't want to see the next year? I mean, just give me a, give me a, a, a you know, just a, a show of a show of hands here. Yeah, uh, there's, there's definitely people that I doctor. could have done without. Yes. Okay. So those are the bubble parents. Those are the ones I'm talking about. And bubble coaches are the ones that you don't know if you'd go back to uh, after the season had ended. You're not saying no, you're just saying it's on the bubble. So starting off with bubble uh, players, uh, the gentleman was talking about whether he wanted to take his kid down to the Kings uh, and play on the AAA, where he would be a bubble player, or be a strong AA player. Uh, and I'm guessing it's not at the Bears, because if it were, I would say, please go to the Kings. For God's sakes, don't go. Wow. Oh, man. Did he, <laughs> he went there. Anyway, uh, no, uh, I'm kidding, of course. Um, uh, in this case, uh, uh, a kid that would be a little bit uh, on the lower side or on the bottom of the roster in a triple a team, uh, a kind of bubble. And I want to take this a little different direction uh, than, than just discussing what year. What again? He should I'm do. sorry. I, you know, I, I don't have, uh, it, he didn't say actually, um, uh, I don't have that information, but I'm going to take it a little different direction. I'm not going to tell you what I think uh, you should do. Um, I'm going to try to steer this towards a discussion of, did you ever see, a bubble player in double A or triple A earn their way up onto the first line. Uh, have you ever seen a third liner become, because that's what I think everyone, everyone that sees their kid as a bubble player is like, well, he'll earn his way onto the first line. Right. And I am here to tell you in all of the years of hockey, I have watched uh, three different kids coming through it. I cannot name a single kid who made a jump from the third line. And this is, I'm not saying that there weren't players that were as good enough to, I have no idea. But I never, I've seen people go back and forth to second to third or second to first, first to second. I've even seen third to second. You know, that happens too. I have never seen third to first line in a year. So if your kid is on the third line, he might earn his way onto the second. But, uh, but I'm, I, I think the fantasy of earning the first line is very, very hard to, to actually get through to a cut. I mean, a coach decides a little bit and, and it is very hard to break that impression over the, over the year for most people right. I've seen. And this is regardless of coaching where this, I mean, we, we played at, uh, we played at the bears. Ugh. We played at the uh, Pastina. We played at the heat. We played at the Kings. We played at the uh, rain. We played at Valencia. Um, and I do not remember uh, a kid that has gone from the third line at the beginning of the year to the first. Uh, gentlemen, uh, do you have any, uh, uh, and this is, this is I've my way of saying it. bubble players. Yeah. I've seen what? it once, but it was an, a, a very unusual, unique situation, but, but I'll get, I'll talk about that one in a minute. But like you said, part of the problem is, is that the bubble players battling two forces at once and force number one is the perception. Like you said, the coach brings them on you know, evaluated him as a bubble player and sees him as a bubble player. Mm -hmm. And like you said, so he's got to battle the perception 
and convince them that that's incorrect. Plus, he's got to battle his own uh, skill set, you know, because if he truly is skilled as uh, yeah, it's to develop very quickly. That's a that's yeah, a he's hard, got to develop fast. And, yeah, you know, and and I would think it would take, uh, but but also, you know, I mean, there's just so many factors against you because because imagine this. So uh, let's just say your skill set says you're probably on the third line because the first two lines are. Are, are higher skill, better players. Now you got to, you know, you got to beat the perception. You got to improve yourself. Plus, you've got to uh, battle the fact that when you're on the third line, you're playing with other guys with that similar uh, third line skill set. You know what I mean? So if you're if your line mates say very you're hard somebody, to shine. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. It's very hard to shine. Uh, when you're on the 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 line that's not getting that many touches and not getting that much ice time, right? Because I've seen yep. guys who were first line quality players playing on the fourth line, and they look like a fourth line player because they were getting no help, no help whatsoever. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and the other thing that uh, I've seen happen is I've seen where there's a certain level of desperation that emerges amongst all the players in that situation where I would just say teamwork stops happening. Um, It becomes uh, very, well, I've got to show the coach, you know, like I've got this opportunity here. I'm on a two on one. I'm shooting, you know, if I get a goal, that's, that's going to help me. I'm, there is no way I'm passing that puck. And, uh, I, I, you know, I've, I've seen that, uh, thing. And I, I guess I've, I've seen that on the first it. line, Raleigh. Well, yeah, no, I, I mean, I've, I've it, it can happen on, on every line, line but I'm just yeah. saying, um, <clears throat> I, I'm not saying that there's, you know, that, that, that doesn't exist where kids make the wrong decision, but you know, I, I feel like I've been, you know, I've witnessed it for an entire season where I'm like, okay, well, here's a kid and, and they will pass the puck if appropriate, but yet that never seems to come back the, the other way. I, the other two players just seem like if they get the puck, they're going to hold on to that puck and go as far as they can and try and single-handedly make a play. And um, I do think that, uh, you know, that sort of reflects the pressure that they feel and uh, the, the situation that they're in and the, you know, but it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't tend to, um, you know, uh, bring out the, it best. doesn't, yeah, it doesn't tend to, to surprise anyone and, and lead to, um, you know, outcomes that, uh, that, that suddenly everybody starts questioning, Hey, wait, wait, that line is really playing well. Maybe that whole line should be moved up to the second line because they're just playing so darn good. No, you, just never, good you just don't see that happening very much. Well, and, and certainly also, don't see the coaches doing that very much either. Yeah, no. I also, I like I said, uh, I wanted to answer this guy's question instead of like just saying, you know, my regular thing is, you know, always put your kid in a position where where he's a consequential and, and he has plenty of opportunities to play the game because you're paying so much to play the game, P- paying to be on the third line uh, on a team or a fourth line on the team is just a really hard thing to do, um, and it's not usually very good for the kid. But I kind of, like I said, I want to take it a little different direction and just see, because I think a lot of dads have the idea that their kid is a bubble player, but he's going to move off that bubble. 
uh, and I think uh, in my in most of the uh, the 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 teams that that I've watched, uh, I have uh, like I said, I've never seen a bubble player move up to the first line, uh, uh, and that is uh, that is something that I think you got to put in the back of your mind if you're going to make that choice. Uh, your kid might do better. He might get. Uh, he might develop. He might have a great coach that you love. He might practice with really fast players that push him. But it is very, very rare to get that opportunity uh, if that kid is marked down as a uh, as a bubble player. Yeah, I, I've never seen it happen. Yeah, no, I mean that's uh, I, I, so Lance. So, so isn't is it really our yeah. advice though? Um, I, you know, I wanted to lay I, out. I feel like we've I, been I over this. Out the circumstance uh, instead of giving advice, I wanted to lay out the circumstance that if that's what you're hoping for. That's probably not going to happen. Well, no, my, but we've, my we've advice is always this stay so local. many times. And, yeah. uh, and yeah. it seems like at least, at least, uh, for Lance and I, we, we are in agreement that the answer to this question is your kid should play, should not play on the team where you going in fully see that your kid is, I, I'm not even going to call a bubble bubbles, just a, you know, a euphemism in this case for, your kid's going to be getting limited opportunity and ice time. Right. If that's the case, don't do it. Especially if you are quite secure that at the level down, your kid is going to get all the opportunities because I can tell you it's a long season when you don't get any opportunities. And the only caveat to this I would say is if you're in a situation where like sort of in the locale where there's just – uh, such a huge difference between levels of play between let's say one division and another. If it's, if the dif- if the difference between AAA and AA is just so pronounced that your kid is not being challenged whatsoever, they've already sort of established that they are ready for that next level of play. Then, then it's, it's maybe not quite so cut and dry that you might, you might want to, Eat a eat a year, just knowing, like you're saying, Randy, that uh, these miracles just never seem to happen. Like the coaches make their decisions, and they just never. Uh, they I I don't know. They never want to. Well, that goes to the club hopping. Remember, we talked a little bit about club hopping. Sometimes they do respect your kid a little bit more at the club that he's not at. You know what I mean? You watch your kid play, right. and they like him. Uh, and so that is one of the uh, things that I, I, I can say club hopping can be a decent thing when it seems like you have no, you get, you got Rodney Dangerfield, uh, uh, at one club, but another club loves your kid. So, you know, that, that's not always bad. Uh, I was just circling back to a topic we did a few, few weeks back, but right. um, that really, that, that does seem like a reasonable, but I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't see that as club hopping. That's, that's like, Hey, I'm, I'm stuck in the mud here. I've been loyal it's loyalty is hardly ever um it's hardly ever um rewarded rewarded. Uh, i i i can think of as an example there's a kid that um played with my son who was a year older and as a coach i very early on recognized that i mean for the teams that that we were on um that this kid was really a very good hockey player and had a lot of game and was getting better all the time. And certainly for our teams was, was the best or one of the best players for all the years that we played with them. And yet it, within the club that we were at, 
that kid consistently was underestimated. And I talked to various coaches about this and said, Hey, this kid, like you guys are sleeping on, like this kid is good. Like, I don't understand. How did this kid not make the, the best, you know, team at his birth year here? Something's wrong. You, you know, somebody's missing something. Well, they just never looked. And then sure enough, there was a year where that kid finally got on that uh, upper team. And this was with the marquee team and the marquee coach at the club. And that, that coach even went into the year and said, you know, this is going to be my, my top defenseman. Well, by the, by about halfway through the season, the kid that I'd been, you know, championing for, for quite a while was acknowledged as, yeah, this is the best kid we have on the team. He's the kid that's out in every situation. The coach is playing him as much as possible. Um, you know, getting, uh, getting all the power plays, PKs and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, sometimes it just, you just in a place where nobody seems to see that, that you're getting better or, or that you were good and, and, you know, you deserve an opportunity. And sometimes it, you know, sometimes you just, it doesn't make sense to wait. If you're, if you're just getting constantly overlooked, uh, sometimes you got to pick up and go somewhere else. Right. So uh, I know, Randy, you were going to ask me about my example, right? Yeah. Um. I want your uh, uh, third line to first line, if you don't mind. Yeah. And, you know, but before I even say that, just very quickly, like uh, the coach said, I agree with him 100% that if you're if you're a bubble guy, there's not too many. I mean, I've lived through it. We've been the bubble guy. And like you said, it's not if I had it to do over again, I would have I would have played a lower level where he was top player on the team. You know, I think that's just you know, after years of experience, that's the right decision. But the one and only time I've ever seen it was, again, it's it's a highly unusual situation that most people are never going to encounter. And that was, we were on the team and uh, the team, uh, uh, half the team was comprised of, of uh, uh, lower age kids and the other half of the team were the... Uh, uh, the birth year teams. So it was, it was 18. You half the team was 17, half the team was 18. And so the coach, you know, who had coached all the uh, 18 year olds the year before, you know, he had already a relationship with them. He already understood them. And, um, you know, from, from, <laughs> from the 17 year olds perspective, uh, the parents, the the parents of the 17 year olds thought that the, 17 year olds were the top players on the team, you know, and I, and I think the the 18 year olds and the coach felt the 18 year olds were the top players on the team. So most of the 18 year olds were playing together and most of the 17 year olds were playing together. And through the course of the year, I think it became pretty clear to the coach that our third line of 17 year olds w was just the best line on the team. You know, and it took him a while. And I would say it probably, you know, he he rolled all the lines and everyone got an opportunity. The the top two or three scorers on the team were on the on the younger lines. And then by the time we reached the district playoffs and internationals, uh, that line, that third line was the number one line. That line was the line that was on the ice 
when we scored the the uh, game winning goal in overtime to go to nationals, it was the 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 that the line that was on the ice when we scored in overtime in nationals to to win uh, one of the games uh, that we were in. You know, so at at that point he had learned that uh, you know that you couldn't deny anymore that that was the top line on the team. But, but did again, he uh, did he start? Did he change the lineup in such a way that he started um, the, he started playing them as the first line? Yeah, I mean they okay. were they were the first line. The only thing I would say is that when we went to the power play, the captain of the team, who had been on the first line most of the year, the captain of the team was always the fifth, the fourth forward on the on the power play. Mm-hmm. So it was it was. Uh, uh, you know, my my one son played on that third line, so it was his line with the uh, uh, the point guy was the captain who was a forward, and then one defenseman. You right. Know, well, there you go. Five that, guys. That, a that's a little goals. bit older. Yeah, that's also a little bit older. I'm guessing that you know, like we're we're talking about uh, the younger years. Uh, like I said, we never saw that. Uh, maybe, as, maybe as the older years come along they, they you know you you will see that more maybe that that's an i don't think so though well. Randy, no i don't either know? by the way by the i, I don't because you know just... we played we played juniors and yeah. the guys who come in uh like i said the guys who come in and they let and they tag them as fourth liners they never break out of that because most of the time like i said they're playing with two guys who are fourth liners you know right Right. And um, you're not, well, you're also, um, it's hard to show uh, what you can do when you're getting 10 minutes a game. Like, exactly. Uh, you know, that's one of the, the complaints that my sons have is that when you take a shift and then you wait forever to, yeah. uh, to take your second shift, they were like, you can't get into a rhythm. You can't get into that game and you really have to train yourself to to be able to sit for 20 minutes and be cold as ice and then jump on and be able to perform uh as if you've been playing you know every other shift the whole game yeah maybe maybe we should uh, uh say for people who might be on the precipice of this let, let, let me let me lay it down uh, completely realistically i'm down off the ledge say your kid is uh <laughs> going to play a uh, 15, 16, let's say a 16U AAA team for the first time. And it's going to be a full team. You'll find out. Uh, and your kid's a forward. So 12 forwards. And and I I know of teams that have sometimes rostered 13 forwards. And the coaches will say, well, you know, in my experience, my vast experience, there's going to be a couple of kids uh, every year that get uh, injured. So I want to have an extra spare kid. Or two. I well, love your coach voice, by the way. That's what you, that's Probably. what I that, wanted. That's it's good. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh so here here's the reality. If your kid is on the fourth line, this is what your this is what a game looks like. First shift, first line. Coach loves that line, so he's gonna give him about a minute, maybe you know, uh, minute fifteen sometimes. Second line, give him uh, forty five to a, a minute. Third line, uh, they're getting another 30, maybe, maybe third line he's not quite so happy with, 35, 40 seconds. Now, let's just say uh, uh, something weird happens like a power play or a PK. Well, 
that, you know, the kids that are on the first and second line are going to be on that, you know, that power player PK unit. Um, so it's not unusual that your kid is sitting on the bench, uh, you know, having warmed up and everything. And the first time they touch the ice, it is four to five minutes into the game. There's a seven, it's a 17 minute period. Now, then, you know, maybe uh, things are rolling and you get an another shift. Well, it's not unusual that your kid is going to get two, maybe three if they're lucky shifts an entire period. That's hey, can, the reality. Hey, Chris, can I give you a real life? Uh, yeah, yeah well, I, that's that's Bantam. That's Bantam AAA. I don't think the ban that anybody wants to be on a Bantam, sorry, Bantam and or 15U or 16U AAA team when it's a 17 minute period, like just do the math. Your kid's not going to play much. It's just the reality of it. But anyway, go ahead, go ahead, Lance. I want to hear what, what you think. Okay. Well. Yes. Because, you know, I mean, to, to your point, I mean, this was a real live event uh, that, that we experienced. But again, I will say this, that it was, they were playing 20 minute periods. Mm -hmm. There were, at least there were 13, I'm sure there were 13, but maybe we'll even say there were 12, but I'll never forget. They, they start the game, puck drops, first line goes, uh, line change, second line goes, line change, third line goes, line change, fourth line went, line change, first line goes, line change, second line went. Power play for us. Power play unit, which is comprised of first and second line, goes they finish the pet they, they 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 finish the power play first line goes which is which is what a minute 30 or two minutes it was two minutes yeah so two minutes so that's so imagine so the, your kid is not getting on that the kids ice. on the third line so they they played the fourth line the first line the second line so that's three shifts the power play unit went on so that's now four the power plays over we didn't score the first line went back out so that's five Second line goes. Now that's six. We take a penalty. The second line takes a penalty. So the the penalty kill unit goes out, which is typically the first and second line guys. So they play, and then uh, uh, they kill the penalty. First line goes again. Second line goes again. I mean, there was a game where where we literally, as a third line player. He took one shift at the beginning of the game, and uh, uh, the guy just rotated through. And then every time it got to the third line's moment, penalty or power play, they they killed it. Didn't and then he started at the at the top again, you know. And right. I distinctly remember in this particular game, first period, one shift, about forty five seconds, you know. Second period took took a normal shift. You know, when you're you're going through four lines at 20 minutes, you know, and everyone's playing about a minute and a half, you know, what'd you get? Like three shifts in the second period? Yeah, it's you know? it's it's tough. It's tough to watch, like if your kid's in that situation. And and no surprise that they never they never work their way out of it because it's it's the game is is pretty much rigged against them. They're not gonna exactly. get a chance. And okay. then you've got guys that like me, Randy, sitting up there, and uh, uh, it's finally coming. Like, okay, we're, we're going in rhythm. Here comes my son. Penalty, 
the second right. line got to and I'm sitting up to go, are you freaking kidding? What are you stupid kid? What are you doing? So Lance yeah. starts cussing out his own team uh, because exactly. uh, because they take a penalty. And uh, but that's not a good look for you, even on SportsCenter. I remember <laughs> that. I remember that uh, that uh, highlight. Now, I might be getting in a little trouble here, guys, because I'm going to bring up a topic uh, that that uh, I think digs a little bit uh, into the uh, into the uh, the the way the parents relate to each other uh, when you're in youth hockey. And I'm going to talk about bubble parents. Uh, have uh -oh. you ever had a parent at the end of one year that you're like, oh, God, those guys are on the bubble. I don't know if I want to see them back next year. <laughs> I'm going to give you a quick story about my bubble parent. Most of them. And Coach Coach Raleigh was there for this. Uh, so we're creating this team. And, uh, and, and, and we're talking to the coach. And, you know, is, we're young enough at that time to have optimism in our hearts and and uh, and uh, serious uh, uh, purpose in our minds, uh, and we we think that we got this down. And then the coach uh, starts talking about, well, I know I wanted a short bench, but I really want to have this kid on the thing. And we played with that kid the year before, uh, and the parents were not were bubble parents. They these were parents that were like, no, 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 you can't bring back that kid. No, please, come on. And, and, and he goes and he sits down with this, this, these parents and grovels to beg them to join the team. And I am sitting there going, why are you groveling to a bubble parent? They're bubble parents and you are groveling to ask them on the team. Of course they signed because they saw in my eyes, the anger that uh, they, <laughs> they saw in my eyes that I was like okay bubble parent just get the hell out of here we don't need you or your ilk on this team bubble parent uh and of course we had a whole year of this uh, of this group of parents or these these parents bitching about the fact that their kid didn't play enough when he was only minus 175 in his time on the ice while he was there literally we would i, I think i know who you're, puck, you're talking about here. drop the puck our kids, our, our kids will go out, score 17 goals. Second line, score 100, and, uh, you know, over the course of the day, another 10 goals. Third line, 150 goals would be scored against us in that minute and a half. And we'd have to start all over. <laughs> right. The, the oh. first line would go out and, and yeah. they'd, they'd get a goal. It'd be one nothing. And by the time the next time they got out, it was, uh, we were down 3 1. I remember that. That was the playoffs. If, yeah. if, do you remember that, coach? We're up. Yeah, I, I, if I, 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 I'm sure I know who you're talking about. Oh, and I, I'm pretty Bubble sure parents. And, and I want to say about it that, you know, um, I think you're making a great point, which is like the kid. I, I got, I understand. You play. I understood. not want to play. Well, I understood why that, why the parents are sorry. I understand why the coach uh, liked the kid. And, uh, you know, well, it wasn't a bad kid, but uh, it, unless we're thinking about different things, I, I, I'm just wondering, is this also, are we talking about the same thing where, let's just say the parents um, had some interesting input in the year about some of the um, other, uh, like, uh, training and whatnot that went into the year where they were kind we of may, negative about we it? Maybe speaking about the same people, Coach. Okay. We may be speaking <laughs> about the <laughs> same right. bubble parents. Uh, uh, but that's what I'm saying. There are bubble parents, too. There are parents that you may or may not want to see come back. And have you ever seen a bubble parent turn into a good parent? Like, like okay, uh, they were bubble parents last year, but now we really like them. 
That does no, not that, happen. That's a case of, of uh, very you know, sowing sowing yeah. seeds of dissension. Yeah, that we well, didn't need. It was my fault. It was my fault. I shouldn't have been uh, so angry at the fact that we had kids on the team that uh, that that didn't like hockey very much. But uh, at the time, <laughs> I was still uh, very very uh, like I said, filled with purpose and trying to uh, enjoy hockey uh, for the competitive game it was. And I went, uh, you know, uh, but still. Uh, any bubble parent stories, well, guys? Well, I, I think, uh, okay, one of, one of these things is that if everybody doesn't sort of have the same outlook uh, about, the, about us, the season and the commitment to the season, then you're going to get in trouble. And sometimes you get people who don't have that same kind of commitment and uh, it never turns out well because uh, resentment is just natural you know, when let's just say, for example, a family decides in the playoffs that their yearly vacation is more important than the fact that your team's in the playoffs. And oh, I know this family. Doesn't show up. Those were bubble parents, coach. Good job, right. coach. I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's parents. it's not like, I don't know. I guess we all uh, kind of are cut from the same cloth in terms of our attitude about it, which is like, you're, when you commit to something, you commit to a team. That's how I was raised. It's like, well, then you're there for the commitment. You, If there's practice, you're there. There's not, ah, we're not coming to practice because, uh, you know, uh, somebody's a little bit tired. Uh, and, I, it, Alan Iverson thing going there. Yeah. It's, pra- it's practice, it, coach. It's, it's every, you know, it's every Thursday. And it's like uh, there's seven players on the ice because three of them just consider that practice optional. Because uh, they got a life or whatever, but then you know that doesn't that doesn't uh, bode well for the overall uh, uh, success of the team and and uh, everybody feeling like it's equal. You know, you know, I'm thinking back. There is one bubble parent uh, that I actually quite like now. Uh, there was one bubble parent that like got on my nerves for for a year or so, uh, and now I, I so I mean, bubble parents can can uh, uh, can turn you around as well, and maybe uh, it's Randy's it, referring to me. <laughs> no, no. Lance was never on the bubble. Lance was always a first round uh, pick uh, on every team he was on. So Randy, no, Charlie, you as well. Bubble. Yeah, right. I was Randy? on your bubble. Uh, I, no, I, I said you remember who my bubble parent is, right? <laughs> the Mister Snowboard. Oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, that's an easy one though. That guy was uh, was that guy wasn't on the bubble. He was just he was off the radar. He was just nuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that dude was that, that dude was angry, and he'd run in angry and and say stupid shit all the time. I I don't think that's a bubble parent, Lance. I think nobody wants that guy on the team. So uh, you're gonna have to find. Was there ever somebody that you're like, oh, I just don't know if I want them back? Uh, bubble parent. You know. Um... Uh, well, there was a, <laughs> I, there was a bunch who I said, you know, it, there was no doubt. I, it wasn't, I, I, I don't know if I want him back. It's like, I don't want him back. That's and not a bubble. Pa- I'm I sorry. See him, even today, <laughs> my stomach turns. Okay. And you're a nice guy. You probably have fewer th- of those than most people do, by the way. Cause like I said, but I do have one, you know, that I yeah. would say, I don't know. Um, I don't know that. It's hard to describe, I w- and I wish I could tell you without using names. But there was, there was a family who uh, uh, I was that they were. I would consider the family as a whole bubble family. But as time went on, um, uh, 
the dad was just such the salt of the earth that I think he was able to take them off the bubble, just him alone. Oh, that's kind of nice. won you over. I, I think I know who you're talking about. Um, who's who's not among us anymore? Yeah, I, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. But by the way, I, I know I know that dad. What I'm trying to say is not the bubble part. I, I know who you're talking about, the man. Uh, and that man was a was a very, very good man. Uh, 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 the hockey community, uh, I think, really appreciated that guy. So, so well, I, let, I, me, let me uh, let yeah. me bring up a, one circumstance where um, the, immediately a bunch of stories came to my mind, none of which I'm going to tell or can tell. But I will say this. If you're a bubble parent, one way you can kind of get away with it is if your kid is a goalie. and the goalie is very much needed in a particular area. Every goalie dad's a bubble parent. Not a lot of... I've never met a goalie dad who wasn't a bubble parent. <laughs> when was the last goalie dad that you met that you said, oh man, I really want him back on the team? It's not it's just goalie, goalie dad. Want, it's it's, the goalie often, dad is it's often goalie moms too. I don't know. Uh, crazy. Worse. Yeah, they're the craziest people on earth, but we love you. Uh, just so you know, Youth Hockey Podcast, reaching out to the goalie moms and dads out there. We love well, you dearly, but some of you are nuts. I mean, just uh, there, really crazy. I mean, there's some crazy uh, stuff that nobody, I don't think anybody else would try and pull. A microphone in the guys, uh, uh, remember in, you remember the guy that put the microphone there's that. Yeah, in, there's in, that. in his helmet? So he'd there's tell that. the kid to drop, like, and this is during a mic games. He's like in the guy's ear, drop. Now, left save, right yeah, save. Literally, literally the coaching post. his kid yes. by, uh, by a the game. Yes. Then, then there was. Remember the uh, goalie parent who was like, uh, "Well, we can't come to these practices because you know we got a lot of stuff." But, you know, <laughs> and hockey is just a. It's I just an activity your stories, for Coach. us. I know all of your stories. I know exactly. Who you're <laughs> a year later, about. this family is traveling the world for. Yeah, <laughs> for they're in Amsterdam with their kid, <laughs> and, and like we got a postcard. Yeah, this year we want to take it seriously. We're like, damn it. I know last year when you were the only goalie we had because our other goalie was concussed and couldn't play. Yeah, it was patty uh, cake. I don't <laughs> want to play all these games. This is a lot of a lot of time, a lot of effort. This year, you're 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 you know you're in New Zealand doing uh, you know like uh, uh, what starter games uh, uh, in the in the winter. It, you you followed you know what was it like the eternal summer? Uh, you followed the winter. So like it, you were in South America during the, their winter and then you came back up north during ours. Oh, right. And, and then Lance, uh, um, there's one particular goalie uh, parent that we um, have in common. And I know you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> of course. Uh, who is <laughs> legendary for his, uh, the, as a parent for his uh, many, many uh activities that he got involved with in, in and, and i'm sure he's the one that ran out of teams to go to uh yeah well there, there's he that. played for every socal team in uh, available and then yeah. ran out of teams that yeah yeah well so. i gotta tell you you know i'm glad that we don't have to name names in order to like have our own special language now <laughs> i'm sure most of you out there in the hockey community have the same thing I'll tell you what, we'll tease I wish you. I wish we yeah. could tell these stories because they're so good. Like that, it oh. would be so entertaining. My gosh, some of them are hilarious. Uh, like you just, you couldn't, if somebody wrote it in a, in a book and you were reading it, you were going, that's preposterous. 
and to be like, no, this, this happened. We witnessed it. Like, uh, there's video of some of these things. So that anyway. same goalie dad, when when they were six years old, I remember his son went up to the other six-year-old goalie and said, and he was supposed to get the start. He's like, I'm starting today because we have to win. <laughs> well, six you, years old. This kid is was not, uh, yeah. not short of a confidence. No, this kid is six years old. The team is three and 15, by the way, How, why we had to win a certain day. Nobody knew because we weren't going to, we were going to lose. And yet at six years old, I remember this kid going up uh, and saying to the other kids, uh, you know, and the father's just like slack jawed over, uh, you know, like, can you imagine a six-year-old coming up to your six-year-old and saying, sit down, buddy. <laughs> we, yeah. need to win, we need to win this game coach so. coach the coach is asleep at the wheel here but um, yeah. i'm on it you I've are got this. a bench today yeah i got us because we need this win All right we're three and 14 i i really think that like we can turn it around so yeah, yeah, yeah. we uh we definitely uh, had some some fun times colorful characters over the years uh yes. and uh Thank you all for listening. Uh, I didn't get to bubble coaches, but maybe that can be a tease for uh, August. We'll get to the coaches that you thought, eh, if he comes back, and am I going to come back and play for him? I don't know. That's a bubble coach. Uh, we might talk about that come August. Uh, but but for now, uh, just know we're seriously grateful to all of the people that have listened to the Youth Hockey Podcast. Uh, we, we, uh, we, we really appreciate your support and, and uh, the time that you spent listening to us uh, uh, enjoy rambling through some of the uh, uh, the uh, former hockey stories that we went through and and hopefully saving you guys a little bit of time and a little bit of exasperation uh, along the way. So I, I really uh, can't say enough about uh, the, our, our audience. Thank you so much. And uh, to you, Dave, uh, thank you for uh, for being here and, and knowing everything. And Lance, uh, uh, right back at your creative individual, you, uh, you know how to uh, really... Uh, uh, talk your way around the hockey, uh, um, you know, the hockey world, and you've had more experience than almost anybody I know. So thank you guys both for uh, making this so enjoyable. Hey, it's, uh, well, thank you, know you Dave. Uh, Randy, Randy. Uh, I, yeah, you never want to take credit, but uh, if people don't know this podcast, if you've ever enjoyed even a minute of it, it wouldn't have happened if uh, Randy hadn't uh, put it together, edited it, put it up online, all that made the notes. I am uh, definitely a third liner in Lance this group, and I my friend. Never, uh, I am the third line. <laughs> no, you guys no, are no. fighting for first and second line status. I'm the guy. If there's a power play or a, a penalty kill, I'm not. I'm not even going to see the microphone. No. Hey, hey, hey. let me tell you the truth. The truth be told, right, Coach, is that if we were a hockey broadcast, Randy would be the play-by-play -play color, uh, and we'd be color commentary. I'd yeah, probably it, be between the benches. If that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't buy it. Don't buy it, gentlemen. Uh, no, none of our listeners do either. You guys are both uh, steeped in hockey knowledge. I am uh, I am more of a, uh, an acquired taste. Uh, uh, it, what was the uh, what was the, uh, you know, hints of hints of hockey knowledge. You guys uh, have the real deal. So I I, uh, I really appreciate uh, um, yeah, spend, well, spend, I really appreciate spending time with you guys. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's fun, and if people have enjoyed it, uh, like we've, uh, you know, we do this because we love talking about hockey. I hope we've helped a few people at least think about something, or at very least, uh, maybe seeing that uh, you're not alone in some of these scenarios that we've put out. 
uh, that and we've discussed. Exactly. And all of you heading to tryouts in the next few weeks, remember, it's just one year. No matter where you are, build your kid up, make him into the best player you can, and make him into the best person uh, that you that you know. And there's never, uh, you'll never have any doubt that you did the right thing. If you're traveling around with the best person you know, and I'm lucky enough to do that with both my sons and my daughter, they're the best people uh, I could I could hope for. So if yeah, it's if that's, well, if I, that's who they are, it's all worth it. I I want to uh, jump on that and say that uh, I've said this before, but um, parents. He, you've given your child, especially if you never played this sport, the opportunity to play one of the greatest sports uh, ever invented. It's just, uh, I can't even describe the visceral experience. And, and I think your son or daughter, you'll see that you'll see that on their face. It, you know, it's not unusual that uh, kids will um play hockey and, and find that that's the thing that they love to do more than anything. And so you're get, you're spending all this time and money, but you're giving them this opportunity and, uh, and an experience that they will uh, have for the rest of their lives. So, you know, uh, good on you for, for making all those sacrifices and doing that. Lance, you got any, uh, any, um, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, any last words that, for the folks that you want to say to the podcast before Wrap we it sign up off? For us. Wrap it up, enjoy, Coach. Yeah. Inspire uh, us. Inspire us, yeah. That's what I always say. Enjoy every moment because you're going to wake up one day and wonder where did the last 15 years of hockey go? <laughs> yeah, it goes fast. It yeah. does indeed. Uh, and yet uh, uh, the, 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 the days that we count, I'm on my way to Shattuck in the morning. Uh, so I am uh, flying off. You think it goes fast, but, uh, baby, if you're in the middle of it, oh my God, it is a slog. So, uh, enjoy <laughs> it. Like Lance says, and realize that, uh, uh, the, the days that you get to do all this are, are, uh, are you're going to look back at and, uh, and you're going to have a smile on your face. And I hope your kid has a smile on his face too. From the Youth Hockey Podcast, we really appreciate you listening, signing off until next season. This is Lance. Coach Dave and Randall, thank you so much for listening. Remember to visit Gabe Gifford Hockey. The link is in the description and the webpage below.